0: Hi, I'm Beck Rayner and this is the Navy Wife Life Podcast. A podcast that celebrates, empowers, supports and embraces the women behind the military men by building connections, acknowledging our strength, focusing on self-care and our mental health. Let's do this together. You and your Navy guy have been together for 18 years. Can you tell us a bit about how you met? We met when I just
1: finished high school and Jeff was still finishing senior, so teenage romance. <laughs> yeah, so young love. So at that stage, was Navy life in the, um, on the cards? Jeff comes from a defence family, so he had always talked about that as a career. At the time, I think he was looking at army, but it probably took about two years before he actually got recruited
0: and um, it ended up being the Navy. So when you got together and you knew that he had the plan to go into defence, did that mean anything to you at the time? No. (laughs) I had no experience
1: with defence. Very naive. Very naive and in love. Okay. (laughs) So you just thought, oh, cool, that's the job you want to do and... Yeah, yeah, and I fell in love with him, so and it's always been the same, I'd probably follow him with whatever he was going to do.
0: So you said that it, it took, it was sort of like a two-year process. Yes,
1: it was. So he finished high school. I started university. I started a Bachelor of Visual Arts. And by the, the, by the time I was finishing my Bachelor of Visual Arts, he'd been recruited and went to recruit school down in Cerberus.
0: So you had some time apart while he went to Cerberus?
1: Yes, yes, that was the first taste of Navy life. Um, it's 12 weeks recruit school from memory now and there's very little contact so introduction to that is going from seeing your boyfriend every day to none at all I think we had one one or two phone calls Um, they're very strict on the communication so it was 12 weeks it was very hard and I was doing my final year of Bachelor of Visual Arts and obviously recruit school isn't fun but at the end of it, we did get to go down. I went down with his family and we saw the parade at the end and had a weekend in Melbourne. But then he was on to Wagga.
0: So at that stage, like when you, like when you have your first taste of separation, it's sort of like it's so exciting to see him sort of think It's not like, oh, gosh, this is going to be for the rest of my life, like, you know.
1: No. It was exciting, definitely. But it was also the first taste of long distance. And long distance, you need to have good communication with, I've now learnt. <laughs> and with recruit school not being able to communicate, um, it really wasn't easy. So it was a great reunion, but it was also having seen each other for 12 weeks and having expectations of each other that you just have when you can't talk to each other, I suppose. Um, after having a lot more absences, I've we're a lot better at it now.
0: At that stage, were you both like, oh, yep, we're definitely going to stay together, get married sort of thing? Or were you like, oh, we'll just see how it
1: goes? We're pretty serious. We did discuss not being together before he joined because Jeff probably, he had a better idea of what the lifestyle entailed and he was concerned that it would be too much on me. Um, but I made the choice that no, um, I was happy to be with him, and whatever that meant. So, yes, naive, but I did decide to, yeah, we decided we were going to make a go of it.
0: So he gets back, well, finishes off Cerberus and then he's off to Wagga, so. Off
1: to Wagga and I finished my Bachelor of Visual Arts and I started a teaching degree, um, so which was fine because we were both studying and we were both very busy. So the long-distance relationship, I think we ended up doing three years, different ends of Australia, which was okay. It, we missed each other and we had holidays together, um, but we were both focused on career at that point, and knew that in the long term, that's would it would set us up for our family. So that was our goals.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's sort of it's good to have that distraction when you're both like sort of head down, just starting out in your career. You're like you're too busy to.
1: Well, that's true as well. If we'd been together, maybe it would have been, you know, harder because you'd be torn between wanting to spend more time with each other and having that availability to do so um, when you should be studying.
0: (laughs) That's right. So (laughs) We should mention that we've got Bub here. Little Eva. Which is, you know, (laughs) defence life, husband away, you're it. (laughs) (laughs) So by the time he finished at Cerberus and then went on to Wagga, had you sort of um, in your mind sort of got a picture of what it was going to be like for Navy life or at that stage were you still... At that stage,
1: it started to dawn on me that this was going to go on forever, (laughs) if that makes sense, Um, because when it's you're at the start, you're like, oh, yeah, we'll we'll just get through this recruit thing. We'll just get through this training thing. And then after the training finished, Jeff posted to uh, Albatross in Nara. Then that started, which is fine. That's just how it goes. Then it just started to dawn on me that this is... I suppose the reality of navy life.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: so I did a year of teaching in Queensland as an art teacher and then I moved down to Jeff to settle to set our life up yeah. I guess.
0: And was that purely because you were had always intended to move down with him or you were just finding it too hard? He was going
1: to be posted to Nara and that was his posting so it was time to bite
0: the bullet and start to make our life together. Um, how did you think that would work in with your career, like defence? Or at that stage, had you not even realised how that would sort of work?
1: Um, I did the Bachelor of Visual Arts because that's my passion. And I did the teaching to be smart, not smart is an intelligent one, <laughs> but just to have, to have a career because being an artist doesn't yeah. pay so flash. So I thought I uh, will do the teaching so I have that qualification. And I was pretty confident with that qualification that wherever I lived, being a teacher, <laughs> I should be able to get some work. What I did find was when I moved down that the area we live in is um, high for people retiring in. So you get a lot of teachers who've done, you know, 30 years of teaching, retire down here. So if I go for a job, a permanent job, I'm up against really qualified teachers. So it's tricky to get a permanent job. Casual teaching, I found, was quite easy to get. I also had a stint up at the Fleet Air Arm Museum, which is up near the base, as the curator there while the... uh, Current curator was on maternity leave, and that was a good experience that dovetails in with my art. But as for getting a permanent job, it's been tricky to find that, I suppose. And then we got pregnant with Max, so that kind of threw a spanner in the works.
0: Casual as well, like it's great and all, but it's not consistent. Like
1: No, it's not consistent, and it's tricky. Like there's no holiday pay, um, and you don't know if you're going to get called up or not. So it's a bit hard to make a plan with
0: it. Um, So then you mentioned that um, you got pregnant with Max. So basically, I mean, obviously it's pretty hard to find a job when you're pregnant.
1: Yeah. If I'd had a permanent job when I got pregnant, um, I would have taken a different path. Um, But seeing as I didn't have a permanent job at the time, we decided I'd be stay-at-home mum and work on looking after the kids until they're old enough to go to preschool.
0: So that's what I have been doing. Um, with your career you don't really realize um, how much it's connected with your identity and you and you've studied for so long you've trained for so long you've put in the hard work to have this career and then all of a sudden because of various factors not just defense not navy no, it's not navy's fault but just uh, the lifestyle of military you can't all of a sudden follow it through the way that you thought you could. Yes.
1: I'd say a lot of spouses have experienced that. It's a tricky one. It's very tricky because we don't have family support where we are. And with the Navy lifestyle, my husband goes away a lot, unexpectedly too, big trips, little trips. So it's not been easy for me to just go oh I've got extra family support or I know Jeff's here at these times for sure so that I could pick up a job or have that flexibility or choice it's ended up and it's a bit a little bit disappointing like you said after you put in so much effort to do two degrees in a career path that you like and you've sort of got to put that on the side so that you can have kids I'm sure it's not like that for
0: everyone um, but that's been the experience for me aside from the fact of Navy and kids, for me, when I moved down here, um, just because I couldn't take the separation anymore and we hadn't even really decided to have kids at that stage. So it was like, okay, well, I'll move down. I know that the job situation is not that great, but then you get down here and you are looking at jobs that are not even related to your qualification, nothing to do with any of the hard work that you've put in and you just feel like, have I just wasted the last however long yeah. of my life? Yeah. And now I'm trying to apply for admin jobs that I can't even get because yes. I'm o- overqualified.
1: You're overqualified, and there's hundreds of people going for it. Yes.
0: <laughs> and <laughs> I've got to say, it does it. It definitely doesn't do anything for your self-esteem. No, it
1: really doesn't.
0: It really doesn't got no answer. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, on that on that side of things, like, you, so you not only are you dealing with the fact that um, if you choose to be with your your husband or your partner, you're basically at the whim of moving wherever he gets posted, but you're also dealing with uh, and obviously then moving and you know making new friends and being away from family and all that sort of stuff. Um, you're also dealing with the the whole other side of who am I what am I doing with my life yeah am I just a Navy spouse yeah (laughs) which which is not what you start out to be so you had so you got pregnant with Max and so at that time you didn't have a job Um, I was
1: working part-time up at the museum and yes we got pregnant with Max which was a lovely surprise Probably a few years earlier than we had expected. But life happens like that.
0: Obviously, once you get pregnant, you're not going to get a permanent job. Like, that's just not going to
1: happen. No, no. Yeah, so... And that's right. Jeff, at the time, was going to be put... Go on a deployment, his first deployment. I wasn't going to be able to have a baby and keep going
0: to work with the husband on deployment and no family around. So, no. So you just resigned yourself Uh, to, okay, this is the this is what's happening now for now yeah let's get my head around this situation and yeah let's be happy about that yeah that's it yeah let's make the most of it let's make the most
1: of this it. baby's again. on the way and yeah baby's <laughs> coming which is fantastic
0: but yeah yeah and husband's going on deployment <laughs> yeah so when you got pregnant with max did you know that he was due for a deployment
1: yeah we knew it was coming up you always have an idea of where they are in the cycle of postings where the one's going to come up and we knew it was coming Having said that, we he had not done a deployment before, so yet again I was very naive about what that meant. So yes, he got the posting for his deployment while I was pregnant. We did the married separated with dependents um, posting when Max was four months old.
0: Okay, so where did Jeff go? Jeff went to Perth. Jeff always goes to Perth. <laughs> it's his favorite place.
1: Oh, it's the favorite place. At that time, because I was a first time mum decided I'd move back up closer to be with family
0: in wow. Queensland and Jeff went to Perth. So how did you envision that working?
1: <laughs> um, like I said, I'm always very naive, I think, in hindsight. and Which is not a bad thing sometimes. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember what I was thinking. I was probably really worried about how it was going to go. But as it always is, is, it's going to happen, so you just pull up your socks and get on with
0: it, really. How pregnant were you when you moved to be in your family?
1: I moved when Max was three months old. Jeff moved us, and then he left. So he had a weekend of moving us and then into a new house, and then went to
0: Perth. Okay, so Max was three. So he got three months with Max before yeah he was living away. Yeah, that whole three months. Obviously, you knew that he was going. So yes, but what is the feeling with that ticking clock of? In three, you know, in three months' time I'm going to be probably, with this newborn.
1: Probably, uh, and I'm not saying this is right, but probably I felt angry at the time that that was the situation we were going to be in. But um, it's Navy and that's the job. And um, sailors get deployed. It's a big, that is the job. But probably, I was probably a bit angry about it all. Um, not at Jeff, but probably just at the way things had turned out.
0: That's the hard part about separating the feelings of yeah it's, anger and it's sometimes his resentment
1: fault, it's his job and yeah, he would say if he could the situation exactly you can be angry at the situation but um it's not worth being angry at the person
0: well a lot of people can't do that though and a lot of people can't separate that and that's what causes a lot of problems
1: yes i think if you're going to be angry at at the person i don't think i could live with that to be honest that
0: yeah. would be exhausting it
1: would be and it wouldn't be worth
0: it so max is three months old um and then Jeff heads off to Perth for the start of the posting. Yeah, he did. Um, towards,
1: I think it was about six or seven months later, he uh, <laughs> then deployed to the Middle East. Okay, so that's
0: workups and
1: yeah, that's workup. So I think we saw him for three or four trips. He got back. Sometimes it was just a weekend. Sometimes I think we got lucky. We might have got a week or two, once or twice but we didn't see a great deal of him in that time. And in workups there's a lot of sea time. So they no very- No communications. No, no sometimes. communications. Um, so it was a very different experience to experience that. Probably lucky I had a baby to keep me constantly busy.
0: You were near family. Um, did you make use of that or just having yeah. them in the area? Uh, was... It
1: was a great, what's the word, reassurance to know that I had both Jeff's parents and my parents close by. Uh, And they were all very helpful. And it was great just to be able to spend time with them too after having lived away for a few years and for them to get to know their grandchild. But I did find that living where I had moved to, there was no defence community. So nobody understood what I was going through. And my family is non-military, so they found it hard to understand what I was going through as well.
0: Off he went on the deployment? Yes. To the Middle East? Yep. And how was communication and stuff like that? Terrible.
1: <laughs> I'll be honest, it was terrible. We might have
0: got maybe three phone
1: calls in in six-month trip. We used WhatsApp at that time, but there was no Wi-Fi on the ship. So this is going to 2011, you know. So we could send messages, but that was delayed, and there would be days or weeks where they wouldn't get their emails. You could try them, but they're the same thing. You can yeah. have blackouts and communication with emails as well.
0: It's um, so frustrating when they're like three, three <laughs> e- emails behind and you're like waiting for an That's answer it. for a question. That's it. That was a really big shock, actually, to go from
1: talking to him every now and then when he was in Perth, most days if he was on land, to then finding out he's in the Gulf and there's almost no communication. And I've forgotten what his voice sounded like. That was really upsetting to be honest
0: so you're going into the deployment already having nine months of separation
1: yeah yeah so you're already worn down and tired and then you're going in for the big one which in hindsight i didn't cope well i think i was already probably thinly stretched at that point and we had a number of things went wrong in the first few months he left which it always does. Now I know the deployment <laughs> devil. <laughs> I didn't know at the time. I think I had a snake in the house. And, oh my goodness. Um, there was like this mini cyclone issue. So we were out without power for a few days and, and the car started playing up. It just would stop randomly when I was driving. Oh my goodness. So there were a couple of key factors there that just <laughs> kind of blew my fuse. I ended up burning out a little bit there. Yeah. So, my experience wasn't great, and I left that experience never wanting to do a deployment again,
0: ever. So, you've got that, you can straight away bring back those feelings straight oh, as soon as you know that yeah, there's yeah. a hint of another deployment. Yeah, <laughs> that's a topic. On so, a how topic. did you get around those feelings? Because you obviously knew T- that it wasn't going to be his only deployment.
1: No. Um, so, that was 2011, and eleven. Two thousand and 19 isn't it now I can't remember the year (laughs) three kids Um, so that's you know that's a good stretch it took a lot of years for me and I said for a lot of years I can't do another deployment we started off I was like I can't do two weeks with you away but again it's Navy life and you know he'd go away for two weeks for a course he had to do courses and go and do little trips here and there so I got through the two week trip the month trip I guess it's called building resilience. Proving to yourself that you can do it because after the first deployment, I was left believing I could not do it ever again. I really believed I couldn't do it or survive another one. And by the time this second deployment has come up, I haven't wanted to do it, but a part of me was like, you know what? If I can get through this one and prove to myself I can do it, then I will have built some resilience and that's all I want. I will feel I'll feel empowered from
0: that. And face that fear. Yeah face the fear. When you did communicate with him did you ever voice any of those concerns? Yes I probably yeah. did. Early on I
1: was probably a big whinger. Um, I've since learned after being a Navy wife for quite a while that now there's they don't always want to hear the whinging and it's not fair to them to hear the whinging and I've built up a bit more strength within myself to not feel like I need to to decide what to hold back yeah 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 to hold back that's it some things they need to know and some things they don't some days you could choose to just tell them the better things that happened and maybe the things that didn't go well
0: they don't need to know about those if they're not dire which is so hard to do because (laughs) you're at home with three kids by yourself yeah and you just need to talk like usually you'd have your partner at home home a normal couple oh my gosh what a day and then just let it go. Yeah,
1: but they're in the Gulf, and they're having days that
0: I don't know about.
1: So I just never know. You know, I don't know where he's at. I can't even begin to fathom his experience. So. And
0: we yeah. we will never know. Like no, that, like they'll no, never I will know. Never
1: have that experience, and he will never know what it's like to spend years on end with three kids at home every day.
0: Yeah, yeah, dreaming
1: of. Having a job, <laughs> having exactly. a job and going to a cafe on my
0: own and, and, ha- and getting a pay packet and that's just, it. That's just that's the simple it. things yeah. in life. That's it. <sighs> Have you heard about our Lots of Love Care packages? An anonymous and free box of self-care goodies that can totally make a military spouse's day. It's a way for friends and family to send an acknowledgement in the mail to a military spouse to let them know they're awesome and the Navy Wife Life community has their back hop over to the Navy Life website after you finish listening to this episode, of course, and sign someone up for the Lots of Love Box. So by the time he was due to get back, it's very exciting by the time they're about to come back and, you know, you sort of, whatever's happened during the deployment yeah, sort of fades and you, away. and you
1: think and this is going to fix everything. My life is going to get better. But then you find out that there's a readjustment period that you don't know about. And that's sometimes worse than the deployment. So so trying to readjust from having been a couple, basically, with a newborn for a few months to now being, you know, a family and moving back to um, NARA and getting our family stuff in order and trying to understand the experiences we've both had and how that fits into us as a couple and a family. It's a readjustment period and I didn't know about it at the time. I know now. What, and what does that mean when you know now, like just um, to expect it? Or? To expect it. To expect it because it blindsided me. I did not expect it. Naive again, I'll use that word. And it was, it, had, it was a lot of work for a few years to make it all adjust back, to figure out what it was going to look like and how it was going to work. And a lot of people don't make it. No, a lot of people don't make it. And I can see why.
0: That's hard work. It's a lot of work and you have to choose to want to do it. Because it's hard work because you think that they'll come back and, oh, everything's going to be good now. Yeah. and But it's, it's another lot of things that you have to deal with. That's true. And, I mean, there's no, like, oh, okay, well, here's the readjustment handbook. This is what we need to do.
1: No. If there is, I didn't get it. <laughs> um, this time around I've made sure I went and found as much support services as I could find because I felt like I went into the last deployment so naively and blind that this time I wanted whatever was on offer. Any support, I wanted. Give it to me. Give it to me. You know, I want every option.
0: Yeah. And as well, it's really hard as well being like living apart because it's not like he goes and all the partners from the ship are in the one location so you can go, okay, well, here's all the support services for all of you guys. No,
1: no. especially with the married separated posting because DCO in Perth have days where the ships families can go and attend these seminars and so forth but I'm on the east coast so I don't have anything on offer I've had to kind of go and find those things and ask for some things to be run which is fine and DCO and NARA have been very accommodating to work with me for that but um, if you don't go and look for it, you, you're, on, you're on your own. That's what I found.
0: Yeah. Did you move down here knowing, okay, we're going to be here for however many years or like yeah. what was the... With Jeff's job, yeah. um, he's
1: basically based at Albatross in Nara, so which is kind of lucky we don't post around a lot. Um, so we knew he'd be here until another deployment came up, which was a few years off.
0: Yep. Yeah. And so then... When did you sort of start thinking about, okay, well, maybe we'll um, try for another baby? Or... Uh, we had discussed it. We wanted
1: more than one, but yet again, it um, was unexpected. We didn't plan to get pregnant. When we did, it happened.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you were you guys were happy about, like, yeah. okay, this will work in with the job and, yeah, it'll well, pan it, out? Well,
1: it was what it was.
0: Mm-hmm. We wanted more children, so we were happy to have be pregnant again so yep yeah, so you guys have um second bub yep. all goes to plan and how was that adjustment to have going from one to two i didn't find it too bad especially when your husband's like home yeah at the end of the he's day home like, at the
1: end of the day so it was it wasn't too bad to be honest
0: considering like your introduction to parenthood was yeah, like solo. solo. <laughs>
1: so to be honest two was it was okay because i knew that jeff was home every night and we had weekends together and it was nice actually it was good
0: yep so everything's going along and had there been any talk about like a possibility of another deployment or
1: we knew yeah we knew in the cycle it was going to come up so we knew that was coming we also uh had decided we wanted to try and have three children so before that next deployment was going to come up we wanted to try and have the third child so we were just done at that point
0: with kids yep um because obviously knowing deployment is a long process like yeah yeah. we
1: didn't want to do repeat of dad away with the kids and i've got three kids and we didn't want to repeat the first deployment but it didn't work that way yeah (laughs) we can't just click your fingers and be pregnant no you can't so jeff got the deployment the posting so what is that
0: What's the day like when he comes home and says, okay,
1: I can't remember it.
0: I cannot remember it. <laughs> it's
1: a blur. It. Oh, oh, no, I think I got a phone call saying that he'd been put on a flight. So he did get a posting and then a few months, the year before that one was meant to come up, he's been put on a different flight. So that it was an unexpected crash posting. So we were given... Um, we found out in October... He was moving to Perth in January. So we found out October. November, we found out we were pregnant. So
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> it, it was a lot. And it was kind of like, how's this going to work? How's this going to work?
0: Yeah. So from October to November, before you knew you were pregnant, yeah. you are just trying to wrap your head around the crash poster. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, to get that all in order. And that was shock enough to go, oh, we've got a couple months and it's a busy time he needs to get ready we need to get ready so it was a lot and then we found out we were pregnant which was we wanted three so it was great but at the same time it was um a lot to get your head around like how is this going to work yeah oh, we're going to be repeating this again because at that stage
0: had you sort of gone okay well we're not going to have yes, a third baby
1: no no we had we had spent a year trying to get pregnant and it didn't happen. And then we got the posting in October and thought, okay, we're not this, thats stupid. We're not doing that. <laughs> and then um, then that happened. So yeah. it's like someone's having a big joke.
0: Because you're trying... You, also, as <laughs> well, you're probably try, emotionally trying to go, okay, trying to resolve the fact that we wanted to have another baby, now we're not going to. Yes,
1: yeah, I was really disappointed and I felt very... um ripped off ripped off and really resentful that this that was it because um i by the time this posting was over i'm at the age where i don't want to be pregnant in my late 30s um i'm pretty done on it and you want to get back into you want to have your career career and focusing on other things so i yeah i went from feeling very um disappointed and resentful and sad just really sad thinking okay all right well that's that's because it wasn't your choice children it wasn't my choice um so in a way it was really great to find out we were pregnant but also just like wow why why couldn't this have happened a year earlier but in hindsight it's kept me really busy so yeah <laughs> maybe that's a bonus
0: so once jeff got the crash posting yeah What was the sort of, what were you feeling in yourself? Were you like on edge and did those feelings come back of like, oh God, here we go again. I don't know what I'm going to do.
1: Um, Yeah, definitely. I'd spent a lot of years trying to work on those feelings in myself though. So at that point I was like, okay, all right. This is what we've sort of been practicing for. You know, this is going to come up. We knew it was going to come up. Okay, so I just went out and I sought myself out for support. Just massively. Everything I could find, I sorted out and I got it. Before he left? Before or, he left, yeah. yeah. So that when he left, I felt like you had done everything. Plan, I had done everything and I knew that if this happens, this is what I'm going to do. If this happens, this is what I'm going to do. Um, who can I call if
0: this happens? Um, so you were across as much as you can be across all possibilities.
1: Yeah, yeah, massively, yeah, and just you know anything that was going to make my life easier I switched over to doing that
0: yeah you know and that sort of gives you back a little bit of control yeah which also then helps with the anxiousness and the the feeling of being out of control yeah which is how you feel when you're the one so um it's getting closer to having the third baby what's the sort of feeling of will he get back when he get back like what was the plan with yeah
1: I have a great mother-in-law she rang me up when I was about five months pregnant said don't worry I'm going to come down a month around when you're due took a massive weight off my shoulders to know at least I'll have someone who if it happens I can leave the kids with at a drop of a hat as it got closer to the time um, I did get very anxious about whether Jeff would be there or not pregnancy is emotional especially towards the end he got there he he got there and it worked out fine but uh, the lead up to it but you never was, know that's uh, going to happen you don't know at no. the time and I had a few times where I wasn't sure if I needed to go up to the
0: hospital or not and he wasn't there and they were stressful it was stressful yeah yeah and aside from the fact of of whether he'll get home or not you're seven months eight months pregnant and dealing with oh two boys, cars boys two very active mowing boys. lawns like how yeah, did that running even running a house how did that work
1: yeah, no, I don't I don't know. You every day you just
0: do it. You do it. So, he gets back for the birth and he's home for a couple of weeks or how did uh, that?
1: he was home for 2 weeks because she was late. And we knew that from when she was born, he would have 2 weeks. So, it was very bittersweet. Eva was born. So, it was fantastic to have her born, but at the same time, it switched over to the t- the t- clock ticking. Okay, now we know 2 weeks. So, it was very um it's very emotional, actually. Yeah. Um, plus you've got hormones enjoy, and all that. yeah you've got had a baby your emotional milk coming in and all of those things and but knowing oh wow i've got two weeks with my husband here and then i'm doing this
0: on my own with three yeah no, no words <laughs> i don't know i cried a it's lot. just that <laughs> i cried a lot yeah. <laughs> so the two weeks is up with
1: yeah jeff so he jeff. went back He's straight into workups. You know, it's a month or so out from deploying, so it's intense for them. Um, I'm hormonal. I've also got a autoimmune thyroid disorder, which always plays up every pregnancy. So I had that really flare up badly, and I knew it was playing up. So I had that on the side. Um, so trying to sort out specialist appointments, getting that back under control. Between feeding sleeping, feeding, sleeping. sleeping. Yeah. I'm getting my seven-year-old to school and the three-year-old at home who's um, mayhem. and.
0: Had you thought about going over to Perth to say goodbye to the ship or was it always he's uh, going in? I wanted and to,
1: I wanted to, but having an 11-week-old baby, it was, it was too much. But I would have liked to have been there f- to give him that support, I suppose. Um, we got to watch it. Actually, there was some people there who live-streamed it onto the Facebook page for that ship, which we didn't expect. So we actually, I hooked the phone up to the TV. So we got to watch the ship pulling away at home in our lounge room and it was devastating. To be honest, it was awful. I lost it and I was kind of glad I wasn't there because if yeah. I had seen that in person, I don't think I could have picked myself up, driven it's, the hour up to the airport and then done, did this five-hour flight home.
0: It's like, a real anticlimax because it's, like, uh, exciting for the kids to wave but then the ship goes and it's silent. It's silence. just... It's gone. And you're yeah. just like, okay. It's the emptiness. Yeah. You're just like, okay, well, this is, okay, I've got through the first 10 minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time's so ticking. much
0: longer to go. That's it. That first day, that first week. Okay, so you watch the ship on the TV. Yeah. Fall in a heap. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got to, you turn around and there's three kids looking yeah. at you. Yeah. And then what? Yeah, so and, and then and what? you just
1: keep, you keep doing it because the kids need to be fed, the clothes need to be washed, they, you know everything it all just keeps rolling whether I want to do it or not
0: yeah i got to keep doing it which is sometimes a good thing because it keeps you yeah, going yeah
1: definitely I don't know what it's like to do a deployment without kids so you know I'm sure that has its struggles in that yeah. you don't have that constant distraction of and you don't have to get up for needing. this yeah thing. yeah that's yeah. right so maybe it's probably a good thing yeah I think to be so
0: busy so when Jeff went you'd already been living apart for how long
1: 10 months at that point
0: yeah yeah So again, like the first Perth posting, you're going into it and you've been apart ten months.
1: Already before you hit the hard part. Which is overwhelming. I was already tired. Felt tired. Oh yeah. You (laughs) just had a baby. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I felt tired and we were going into it and I thought, how where am I gonna get this extra energy from to do this part?
0: And so so talk us through why, like a lot of people, don't move for the Perth posting.
1: We looked at it what sort of did it for me was somebody said that like if we stayed where we are now for my children my little boy in school uh, if we stay where we are what changes for him is that dad's not around and obviously our life at home is a little bit different because dad's not around and mum's probably a bit more stressed but his usual activities schooling, his friends, his teachers, they're all the same. If we go to Perth, we're looking at everything changed. Once I sort of looked at it that way, I thought, okay, we need stability. For something so big, we need stability for the children. So, and it's worth saying that Jeff isn't at in Perth day-to-day job. He's not at home every evening unless you've done a Perth posting. I don't think you can you can grasp it, really. Um, just like I don't know what it's like to do an East space posting. I, don't, I wouldn't be able to comment on that. But if we had moved over there, it would be like I'm doing solo parenting.
0: In a uh, new location. In a
1: new location. New doctors, new specialist, uh, new baby, new school, new friends. No family further away from family. So it's harder for family to visit if they need to. So staying is
0: like... The, the less lesser hard. of the evil.
1: Yeah, ne- neither is a good decision. And there's been times where I've gone, maybe we should have gone. I don't know. But then hindsight, you know, after Jeff did deploy, things did fall apart a bit. So probably
0: good I didn't move over there. And you know that when he gets back, when he's finally finished the posting, he's always coming back to this side. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So we're always going to be back here. So why uproot for two years? Yeah. And to be over there, not to see him that much or regularly anyway. That's right,
1: to have dad away
0: anyway for the kids. So Jeff's away, you're communicating, it's all fine, but obviously you're back here with three kids and it's a lot. Like,
1: It's a lot. And um, probably within that first month I wasn't feeling very well at all. Um, so there's a lot going on in our life already and then then I wasn't feeling great. I was starting to feel depressed. I was starting to have like forget forgetful episodes where I couldn't remember a space of time. There's just black chunks of time missing. So I was like, ah, oh, something's up. With the thyroid problem, when that's up and down, that has a massive impact on that aspect of my health. So I knew in myself, okay, now I need to go get the blood test. I need to get the levels checked. I need to get sorted again. I put it off until I probably hit a bit of a breaking point and woke up one day and couldn't stop crying. And I ended up calling the um, counselling number that you can call 24 hours, seven days a week, you can ring them. Um, I rang them and just blubbering mess on the phone saying how terrible everything was. And they ended up being able to talk some sense into me and say, okay, step one, go see your GP. You know, calm down. This is what you should do. So I rang a girlfriend and she immediately left work, came over, looked after the kids, the little kids for me. I went to the GP. He was like, yeah, you're not not in a great state. At that time, he said I probably had postnatal depression, which I certainly felt like I had. Um, I was very worn out, tired and not feeling great at all because I had had a similar experience in the first deployment first deployment I was a lot younger not experienced and at that time I ended up on antidepressants which it helped it fixed it well it stopped it getting worse and gave me the space to kind of work on things which is the idea behind it this time around I always knew if I got to that point I didn't want to just go to a GP and be given a script for something and just go on something without looking into it again because there's a, it's a big choice. It has...
0: The long process. It's a
1: long process. You can't go on something for a week. It's six months, 12 months, and they have other side effects. So it's a big choice, um, but by all means, it's one that saves lives. So this time around, I, he did give me a script for something, and I said to him, look, um, are you happy if I try to do some lifestyle changes to See if I can change turn this around before uh, just going on an antidepressant.
0: But going to see your GP was massive, admitting to yourself That's that it. you needed you, to. You
1: don't feel great rocking up crying in your GP office looking like a mess, looking like a mess um, with a baby and a toddler. No, didn't have a toddler, I had the baby with me. So my plan from there, and I also had to get my blood tests done for the thyroid levels because I knew that was out as well. So I got that done. I sorted it out. I went and saw my chemist, who's absolutely fabulous. It's not cheap, but I've been given a lot of supplements to take vitamins and things. Which when you've had a baby, you get really run down.
0: Oh yeah. So, and with a partner away, and yeah. yeah.
1: And I wasn't looking after myself. To be honest, I wasn't eating well. I wasn't getting enough sleep. But that is totally understandable. Like it's how it runs. So um, with the help of having supplements and have, taking up offers from really lovely friends and I had some family come down over Christmas and help me out, I've been able to sort of turn things around drastically for myself. The blood test for my thyroid did come back and that was out. So I've had that readjusted. So that's back on par again where it's meant to be.
0: But it wasn't easy. Like it took no. work. You had to, oh, you have to put the effort in, which yeah. when you're in that... <laughs> situation and state isn't You don't want to do easy. action.
1: No, you want to lie down and cry
0: and um, sleep <laughs> and sleep and but
1: you got kids you can't. And that's probably I had kids and I knew I had to still get up and you know keep going. Keep going because no one's no one is coming in to take my place. Yeah. No
0: one. And Jeff's not it's coming big.
1: back. It's He's not coming back. Doesn't matter, you know, what type of day I've had. He's not coming back.
0: Yeah. And and aside from that also Yes, you've got lovely friends that you can call on. You've got family that can come if it's real and it's real an emergency, but they're always going to have to go back to their life. So you That's need it. to... And they've got
1: their own kids and their own lives and a lot of them have their own partners away.
0: So you need to basically figure out long-term, how can I get over this hurdle and be okay because I have to be.
1: Yeah, and it's self, self-care. <laughs> yep. It's self-care. And that means different things to different people.
0: And it means putting in work. It yeah. does. So, and doing it and putting when yourself you don't want to do it. To, to the top of the list, even yeah. though you know that there's so many other things to do. But in order for you to be able to keep everything else going, you need to be able to fill your cup or you're not going to be able to do any of it. No, no. <laughs> so what sort of things did you do then? Like what sort of lifestyle changes did you do?
1: I used to feed the kids first and get so busy with feeding them that I'd forget to eat. Now I make sure I eat. If my little girl has to sit and be unhappy for 10, 15 minutes in the past, I would have just gone, oh, I'll I'll deal with her now. I go, no, I need to eat. I need to eat because if you don't eat, that's not good. So um, eating a lot better. Like I said, all these supplements, vitamins and things, I know a lot of people are a bit mixed on whether that would help or not. They've helped me. I was obviously very run down. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It obviously wouldn't help everyone. But um, they've helped me. Sleep? I guess so, yeah, sleeping, but also maybe changing my attitude, just going, it is what it is. You know what? Uh, It's not ideal and the whole thing, I'm not parenting the way I want to parent. I'm not being the wife I want to be. I'm not being the daughter I want to be right now because I can't be those things right now the way I want to do
0: it. All those things, yeah. Which is
1: incredibly disappointing and frustrating and I find it very hard to accept but this, the last few months, I've kind of just gone. It just is what it is. It's at where it's at. And some things only get done to 80% to where I would like them to. Well, at least they got done to 80%. That's right. You turn it around and you kind of, instead of berating myself going, oh, I haven't done this, I haven't done that, or this didn't work out well, I just have to go, hey, but look, I did do this and we did attempt to do that. We got 50% of that done and... Uh, but look, we had a great day here. Yes, yeah. you need to take the wins. You really need to be your biggest cheerleader yeah. is yourself,
0: and realizing that everything's still life still goes on the it's next still, day. It's still if, there. If the drink bottle got left behind and yeah, someone didn't get their book order in or That's you know, it. That's <laughs> It's it. not life and death. Like.
1: That's it. So it's it's um having to accept probably a little bit lower standards. And it just is what is, but also knowing that's not forever and that when Jeff's back, it'll be different and it'll be readjusting and change. but we can change it into what we want it to be, how we want it to work fast.
0: And so now that you've sort of gotten on top of that side of things and you're halfway, is it halfway through? Yeah, I think
1: we've hit 50% done on a nine-month deployment. Yeah,
0: not that you want to think about it because it's so long. (laughs) But you've gotten to the halfway mark. You've sort of everything sort of chugging along. And um, you're getting to the point where you're thinking about reunion travel.
1: Yeah, with a nine-month trip, you get two weeks off in the middle. So he gets to have some time off. Um, So we're going to have a bit of a family holiday, which is great. It's needed, to be honest. I don't think you could do nine months without seeing each other. like
0: How do you think that's going to go with, obviously, you're like you said, before they deploy, you've got that pressure of the ticking.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting because you want to enjoy it and I know once we see him then it'll be ticking down, oh, it's two weeks till he goes again. I don't know, to be honest, because there's not been too many ships who've done a nine-month trip, so I've heard mixed reports about the mid-holiday and they advised you go on a holiday you don't just go and spend your time at home because it's too emotionally upsetting for everyone so I'm probably I'm looking forward to it but I'm also just from my past experience I know that you know it won't be exactly what I had imagined it to be because
0: I've never done this before are you sort of getting to the stage where you sort of just like you said you've accepted that not everything can get done to the standard that you want to so with new things like reunion travel and things like that obviously three kids now are you just getting to the stage where it'll just be what it will be yeah i'll be open to what's going to happen and yeah
1: you need to be ideally like if we were in the position where we didn't have such little children you know we could have gone to europe
0: (laughs) (laughs) don't think about that
1: (laughs) i'm not thinking about it's just not where we're at i know there's a lot of people going to europe and they're going to have a fabulous time and i'll look at their pictures (laughs) good for them But um, so I've had to come to terms with accepting that we've got little kids and it's not fair to take little kids to Europe for two weeks. It's probably impossible for me. So it'll be a family holiday and kids will still be kids and I will still be tired and I will still get cranky and hangry. And Jeff has been in the golf for four months and he's tired and he's been in that work mode. So yeah, we're all gonna have a family holiday. <laughs> yeah. With that.
0: With everyone with going everyone into it with their where own
1: everyone's at from an intense experience. Yeah. So it'll be what it is and it'll be fantastic to have that time together. But yeah, just I have to accept whatever it is is whatever it is.
0: And have you started to get excited about it yet or are you sort of like, I'll I'll believe it when I see it?
1: I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Because there's so much planning. I'm trying to plan it all. Um so I'm excited for it, but at the same time I'm that I'm an overthinker, so I'm like, oh, I've got to plan this as well, I've got to plan that, I've got to get this for the kids, I've got Mm -hmm. to do that. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to that first hug. That's what I'm starting to think about. I just want a hug.
0: I so hope you are able to relate or take something away from today's episode. There are definite ups and downs to military life, but let's get the conversation happening so we can see that we are all in the same boat, or should I say ship, We're all just doing our best. So until next week, you got this. Let's do this together one day at a time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode has touched you, helped you or given you that extra confidence to keep going, to continue to hold down the home front, to continue to do all the things, I would so appreciate it if you could pop into iTunes and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review, a comment about what you would like to hear more of or just some encouraging words. If you want to suggest a guest, I'm always looking for new people to talk to. You can do that by jumping over to the website www.navywifelife.com.au and clicking on our podcast page. I would love to hear from you.